I'm Samantha Teton. I am a graduate research assistant in the biological systems engineering department. My advisor is Dr. Joe Luck, and he will actually be speaking later today. But I'll be presenting on sensor-based nitrogen management for corn. Um, and so that's actually our implement right there on the front, our um, nitrogen applicator with the sensors on the front. So right there. I'll kind of explain how all of it works. Um, so just a background on remote sensing, um, it's just collecting information, but using a device that's not in contact actually with whatever you're scanning. And the proximal sensing is when you're actually though very close. So you're with uh, less than one meter. So that's very common for our sensors that are put on the applicators. Um, but something like a UAV that would not be proximal sensing, but can still very much be used for accurate remote sensing. But some things to really consider when you're taking these types of measurements um, is the timing. So when you think about crops or even soil, those are constantly changing over time. And so you want to be um, sensing at a time that's representative of you know, when your application will be or maybe the rest of the season, but not too late that you can't do anything about it. And then you must also think about the spatial resolution. So um, when you think about a sensor that's on the applicator, it's moving very quickly. There can be a lot of noise um, versus a UAV that's taking a larger image, but then you don't, don't have quite as much detail. So those are all things that we have to think about. Um, the picture on the right is showing like the spatial variability in a, present in this field, which is very visible to our eyes. And so this would be a great field or something that would be benefiting from sensors, but I would like to point out that the benefit of remote sensing or using um, uh, the, this type of technology is that you can actually sense it or measure it before we should be able to see it with our eyes. So that field might actually be a little bit late in timing. We want to be able to see it in the map that we're sensing before you can actually see it. So there's lots of options when it comes to how we're going to um, measure of nitrogen variability in a field. So there's passive sensors, which are, they do not create their own light source. So they're relying on sunlight. So things such as clouds um, th and the time of day can all influence the image that you take. Or you have active sensors, which are um, creating their own light. It's actually like a modulated light source. Um, but because there's, like I mentioned before, they're so close to the crop that they could be struggling to measure what you want them to. Sometimes you get too much soil. Um, sometimes you're not, like I said, getting the whole view that you need. Um, but there's lots of options in the fact that their satellite imagery is very widely available. There are services that can use airplanes to take images of fields. Um, UAVs are very common. And the one that we use is actually up in the right-hand corner. And then the ground-based vehicles, which is shown in the bottom corner. And how these work is we use the um, visible and near infrared bands and what these are each measuring different characteristics within leaves. So some are measuring the chlorophyll content and the reflectance of that, especially with the green band, but then things like near infrared are actually measuring biomass. And so the combination of each of these is what's really important. And so what this graph is showing is that depending on how much nitrogen was applied in this field that they showed, so if it's zero nitrogen, um, the yellow line, that's going to reflect very differently than the 150 pounds of nitrogen, which is a much healthier crop. 
but because each of those light sources are measuring different things, it's the combination of them that's really important. So that's where we use a vegetative indice, which is kind of a ratio of these different bands. So NDVI is very common. It's what most satellite providers use. Uh, most companies today are using NDVI. Uh, one that we use a lot in our research is NDRE, uh, Normalized Difference Red Edge. And the reason behind that is it's better for later season. Um, NDVI can become very saturated and it makes everything look a lot more uniform than it actually is. So NDRE can be better later in the season. But there are over a hundred different crop uh, vegetative indices. And so it's really important to understand like what you're using it for and the time that you're using it of what works best for what you're trying to do. So here's an example, um, NDRE uh, uh, on the left there where it looks a little bit more healthier, you're having higher NDRE value than uh, the part of the field there that looks a little bit more stressed. And so it kind of just shows you how it works. Um, one thing I would like to point out though, is that you know how the crop looks to a sensor can be influenced by a lot of things. So things such as hybrid differences can influence what that NDRE value the crop growth stage can influence that as well. So all those different factors mean that you can't compare the NDRE from field to field or even really day to day. So we need a way that kind of um, calibrates it or normalizes it. So that's why we use what we call a sufficiency index. And so that is taking a reference value, um, which can be done, um, your establishing a reference either by applying a lot of nitrogen in one spot of your field, which is what we call a high nitrogen reference strip, or you can use a virtual reference, which would mean scanning a lot of the field and then picking the highest part. And that is basically um, showing an area that is what you're considering high nitrogen, it's nitrogen sufficient, and you're gonna compare everything else to that. Um, and so here, you know, the target is 0.3, is 0.319 compared to the reference. So it's saying that um, that the target area has a 0.83 sufficiency of nitrogen. And so when you take out, when you just have nitrogen as your variable, you can then start to make a recommendation from that. So the next step is the algorithm. That's what we're gonna use the sufficiency index in. There are um, a couple of different algorithms, the Solari and the Holland Shepherds. The Holland Shepherds is the one that I'm most familiar with. Um, but then even between those, there's also different types of active sensors that you can pick. So um, all these three are on the market. And the Ag Leader Optric Sensor is the one that was developed um, with people from Nebraska and the one that we are also using the most. So to also explain how this whole system works or how you could set it up was a is a base rate of nitrogen has to be applied at the field um, between 75 to 100 pounds at or near planting. And so this should be about a third to a half of your um, nitrogen that you'd want for the whole season. And then you also at that time should apply a high nitrogen reference strip. And or at least that's how we do it. Like I said, there's other methods as well. And the application with the high clearance nitrogen applicator as shown in the picture is between V8 and V12. And that's for several reasons. One is that that's when there's a high amount of nitrogen uptake during that time for the crop uh, corn growing season. But it's also for the sensors to not be picking up on too much soil um, and that, or picking up on tassels or anything like that. It's the best time to sense um, as well. 
But there's things that the grower gets to decide as well. So things such as the optimal nitrogen rate. This is what your target nitrogen rate would be for the field. Um, it's, you know, for instance, let's say you have an irrigated field and a non-irrigated field. The sensors don't know that the yield potential is different, but you do. And so you can put that target nitrogen rate at a different, and so the sensors are just varying from that rate. You also need to put in how much nitrogen has already been applied, um, how much more could be applied, maybe from irrigation credits, and then finally, a minimum and a maximum nitrogen rate, which is reducing your risk. It's saying that I don't want the sensors to be applying any more or any less than this, um, like I said, which can reduce your risk. And so here's kind of a little simulation of how that works. The end area is the yellow line, which is, you know, bouncing a lot based upon what it's scanning. And then the blue line is the target rate that's estimated from there. And in this particular model, in the Holland Shepherds model, the, when the NDRE is higher or the crop is healthier, less nitrogen is applied. Versus like here in the middle, you can see that when the NDRE drops lower or the crop is less healthy, it's less sufficient in nitrogen, more nitrogen is applied. And I highlighted the optimal nitrogen right here because it is um, such a huge part of how these sensors operate. Um, you have to give it a great estimate of what you think should be applied at this field. Otherwise, it has nothing to really accurately build upon. And that's probably one of the biggest struggles that we are finding with these sensors. So this has been tested very widely in Nebraska on over 60, on 60 sites um, over the past six years. And so we set it up with field length strips. The pink here is representing the sensors. The blue strips are the growers. And so we're just comparing it to how the growers are currently applying their nitrogen and trying to make them more nitrogen use efficient and more profitable. And we're using yield and the as applied nitrogen data to um, make these um, calculations. And this field over here is a great example of when these sensors are doing exactly what they should be, where this part is um, has higher NDRE values, so less nitrogen would be applied versus this air part of the field, maybe it's a sandier part, um, has lower NDRE and therefore more nitrogen would be applied. This is a great field with a lot of variability that could very much benefit from this technology. So over these 60 sites, here are some results. Um, the y-axis is profitability and the x-axis is nitrogen use efficiency. And most of our sites, the 64% of our sites have been this top right hand quadrant. And if you average those sites um, of that 64%, our profitability has been increased by $28 per acre and prod productivity. So that's pounds of grain per pounds of nitrogen. So the efficiency is uh, also 22 pounds greater than the growers current management. And then another large percentage of our sites here is in the bottom left-hand corner um, where we did hurt in profitability a little bit compared to the grower, but we were still more nitrogen use efficient. One thing I'd also like to point out is that here, some of these that we did not perform as well, we were less efficient and less profitable. If you'll notice a lot of them are these gray dots, which was in 2017. And at that time, we actually had our optimal nitrogen rate was set on average 60 pounds greater than what the grower was doing. So as I mentioned before, when that optimal nitrogen rate that you're uh, feeding into the sensors is not accurate, maybe set too high, um, there can be some errors there in the overall results. So um, I know I'm running short on time here, but 
um, just to kind of show some opportunities. So when you think about adoption or where we're going with all this that we're studying, we've learned a lot. <laughs> and some of those things are that these sensors are great at adjusting for spatial and temporal variability. So fields that are very variable um, can really benefit from this. The other thing is the ease of use. So it's something that you plug in, once it's set up, it's ready to go. You don't have to make prescriptions. Um, you don't have to adjust those things year to year. It's doing that automatically um, if it's set up correctly. Um, they can be great at reducing nitrogen rate that's applied. It's been improving nitrogen use efficiency on most of the sites. And the break-even, if you think about the overall cost of the system, um, the overall cost of the system can be about, um, of the active sensors, can be about five to $10,000, depending on what equipment you currently have and um, how many sensors you want to use. And so that can, you know, if your profitability is there from the benefits to here, it can be a great um, thing to adopt. But there's also a lot of challenges as well. So depending on the type of soil you have, depending on the um, variability in organic matter you have, the success of these sensors has been very uh, variable. The nitrogen optimum rate is very difficult to, um, I mean, it has to be correct. It's critical that it's correct, otherwise the sensors won't work. There's a lot of variability um, in opinions on what algorithms should potentially be used and trying to find what works best in the system, but also the sensors measurement. So we're finding some errors in how the sensors are maybe working or they vary by the time of day that you're applying. So those are all things we're exploring some more. And the other thing you need to ask yourself before adopting is how efficient are you currently? So um, if you are already split applying your nitrogen and you're very, um, uh, you're doing a great job and being very nitrogen use efficient, maybe this isn't something for you. So with those challenges in mind, we've been exploring some new options besides just the active sensors. So one of those things is using UAVs and making a prescription map. So the UAVs are applied or flown the day before. You can make a prescription map shown here that also accounts for the variability. And then you're applying it the next day with the high clearance nitrogen applicator. We're also doing a lot of research on fertigation, which is also using a UAV and using these indicator blocks instead of a high nitrogen reference strip to then make a recommendation from there. So lots of new potential that we're looking into that could um, add on to what we already know about active sensors. So thank you so much for your time.